So today uh, we are with a very well-known guest to me. To today we can welcome Marin Tal. She's a physiotherapist, personal trainer. We are recording today at the VWorks Stadthauderkade with a yeah, beautiful view over Amsterdam. So Marin Tal, welcome to the Thrill One podcast. My pleasure. And um, yeah, another episode that is recorded. But before we get into it, um, I want to give you quickly the chance to introduce yourself, who you are and also what you do. Thank you for this uh, ever favorite question. Uh, who I am is, of course, uh, yeah, it's, it's always changing. Uh, but here's what I know until now. Um, I am a woman with many layers and uh, with a really uh, sometimes opposing inner world. I have a firm set of uh, values, uh, what, I, what I believe and what I uh, take as a, as a guide in life. I am a big thinker and a big uh, philosopher internally. I see myself as a as a teacher and a guide, not only by my profession but also also in life. Um, yeah, that should give uh, an idea who I am. Nice, and the rest we'll find out with, <laughs> with the nice questions, of course. And um, the the first time that that we met, or like um, I, I still remember uh, quite quite well actually um, when we met. Uh, I was very impressed of your um, healthy lifestyle, but also about like your fitness routines. Um, can you still remember like the first time that you like started to develop like a feeling or like a sense of, hey, I, I really have uh, fun in like working out and like uh, moving, but also like in looking for, for what I eat. Like, do you still know a little bit like when it started, like the first time and also maybe like why it started? Why it started was uh, a cliche, but I didn't fit in my jeans. I just realized that uh, yeah, my love handles are over the the waist of my jeans, and I thought like, okay, I have to do something about it. Uh, being young and inexperienced, uh, I just looked into my my past, and since I loved uh, running when I was younger, I thought, okay, why not to do it again? That was somewhere when I was 24, 25. So I started to run again, and. Uh, look a little bit what, what am I eating and of course this combo quickly gave results and uh, yeah these results immediately put me to this realization that hey I can change my body in relatively small time and uh, yeah the high what I get from movement also reminded me yeah the good times of, of doing sports and uh, that's how I got started again after quite some time of a break Uh, I think I didn't work out uh, or do any sports about eight years. And then you came came back into it again. I came back to back into it, uh, yeah, purely out of uh, out of the realization that uh, I'm getting getting fat, <laughs> which was not an option for me. Mm. Was this also then like a, a reason or like um, like did you develop basically like your 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 passion for movement for for. Uh, body development so far that you said hey uh, I I want to know more I, I want to study maybe because you studied physiotherapy was this like a reason and um, that you um, got more and more and more and more into it that you said like hey I really also want to know the science behind it and how the body is moving or like were there different reasons why you why you studied physiotherapy the reason why I chose physiotherapy was uh, also a little bit out of desperation <laughs> because I really, really, really wanted to uh, to go to university and uh, have a higher education. That was also one of the drivers to leave my country, leave Estonia, leave everything behind, my friends and family, everything I had 
uh, by that time and to relocate to a different place because yeah it just felt easier to to achieve that in a different place than I was and uh, why I chose physiotherapy was just out of, out of the fact that I thought to myself okay what do I like and uh, human body and how it works has always been fascinating for me and uh, I'm humbled by by the beauty of life and uh, yeah medicine and and sports has been these two options which I had I knew that I'm not going to be a top athlete by this time when I had this conversation with myself I also knew that I'm not going to be a doctor or a surgeon or anything on this side so just Putting the dots together, I found physiotherapy and uh, in the beginning I wasn't so 100% sure about it, but I it, it made sense and I, and I went for it. And uh, of course, there is no doubt now that this is the best uh, profession ever. Mm. And, and what was for you like the, the most uh, challenging part maybe about, I mean, um, that was of course your first um, adventure on higher education. Um, but also like I think in a very uh, specific and difficult field like what was your let's say most challenging part of your your program the most challenging part was first the most challenging part was the language actually because I was studying in English and my English was not so good especially after so many years which was uh, let me think five seven years to be precise after not studying, working in restaurants, traveling, like living my life, my brain was fully not uh, on the on the mode of studying higher education in a foreign language. So literally the, the language barrier and the, the barrier of not having the habit to sit down, focus, read something, understand something, and then bring it back, bring it back from my from my memory and, and having the knowledge in my head in a way that I could, I could apply it. That was the biggest challenge and the biggest uh, also learning curve. So once I trained myself to sit down and focus and uh, I got my English to a level what enabled me to actually understand what I'm reading. After that, uh, everything already started to get a little bit easier. Mm. And um, do you have anything that is like still for you, like the most fascinating thing about like the human body or like something that you do, you've learned that you still are like until today like really really like astounded that like this is happening uh yes of course there are uh this, it sounds a cliche but uh that everything is connected and it really is um i think i have um a gift to have uh, this attention to detail so if i work with clients or if i work with my patients out of their sometimes out of the pattern of their movement, sometimes out of the tone of their voice, sometimes out of the way they sit or the, just the way they show up, I can kind of sense why something is happening in their body or something is not happening in their body. So everything really is connected and the body model, what we see in, in yeah, just regular anatomy books is kind of mechanical. So you, it's really taken into sections because, yeah, this is what's necessary to learn. You have to take it into sections like bones, muscles, and then systems of organs, nervous system. We need to separate them in order to learn them. But the human body is actually 
symbiosis and everything is affecting everything. Mm. And you're also like working as a as a personal trainer. So after you you graduated, like you also like slowly eased into this uh, role. I think as a, as a personal trainer. Um, why do you get so much joy of um, working working as a personal trainer? I love this question. Um, the biggest joy of personal training for me is being able to encourage and guide somebody to do something what they don't believe they can do on their own because otherwise they wouldn't reach out to me and by nature and by who i am i'm a firm believer believer in that things are possible i'm very optimistic about life and uh, oftentimes uh, people need that guidance and belief from me more than just showing them the exercises because yeah everybody can learn the exercises you can watch the videos so after a number of sessions my job is more going towards to helping that person to stick to their plan and not fail the other time because usually people there are two two different kind of people who come to me, they're either beginners who don't know anything about exercise and they don't know where to start and what to do. And then there's other se uh, section of people who have already tried, but they, for some reason, they can't stick to it. So for them, of course, I have different approaches. If it's a beginner, I just need to explain them so they could carry on on their own. It's, uh, yeah, it's not my goal to stay with them forever and hold the hand forever. Uh, I'm a coach and, uh, yeah, not like a life <laughs> partner in in exercise <laughs> mm. but uh, yeah so this really it really gives back to me if I see people succeeding in something what they don't they want to succeed in it but they don't believe this internal belief has not settled in that I can do it and I can be next to that process witnessing this and guiding this uh. is that something that you you always um, also kind of like had in you like Them helping others and like being there for others like trying to like help develop others or is that something that really like came over time for you uh, I think it has been always there I have always uh, enjoyed teaching others also in when I was in high school I would teach my classmates uh, in subjects what I was I was capable of and uh, I always felt like uh, I'm good in it and I also received feedback from the others that I'm good good in it the things what my friends could not understand the teacher explaining they could understand after I explained it and just by the flow of feel, feeling so good about myself after gave me the idea that okay this is probably something where I should focus in life and this is my role in life to be a teacher not by profession but just in general to to show the light and show show the share the knowledge i have and and uh, help people to to do what they want to do and to do what they need to do hmm. and i think um it, it's maybe like comp comparable to like a getting like a psychologist nowadays also like many people like talk about um hey i i'm working with like a personal trainer but i also think there's a lot of um maybe misconceptions about uh, personal training like um how would you like define it for yourself like how do you approach like your your coachings and also like maybe what's what's most important to you like what do you want to like pass on when you like take on a client well my motto and my my mission is to leave 
the planet and the people who I who I meet behind in a better shape than I found them, and not by physical shape, but in in general. Um, my approach is very straightforward, and uh, I love to be honest with people, and I love to be transparent. So I'm definitely the coach who's going to tell you the hard things, but I try to be mindful about it, how I say it, and I try to sense it from the person person to person. If it's somebody who needs the hard truth straight to the face, or is it somebody who needs a bit more help in self-reflecting and finding out the truth about themselves and the reasons why they have succeeded in something and the reasons why they haven't succeeded in something. So yeah, this is like discovering the truth and dis- discovering uh, their 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 methods, what worked for them. This is what I really uh, want to pass on. Mm. And I think um, I'm I'm very excited about this question because I think um, that's like the maybe like the answer that we are all like uh, waiting for. Um, there are so many fitness programs out there. There are so many guides. There are so many online programs. There are so many um, you can lose so many kilos in so many days and so many weeks what do you think like from your personal experience is like the the key like to a like let's say healthy and fit lifestyle consistency for sure 100 consistency um, believing that you can do it uh, understanding the basics of uh, nutrition and exercise and uh, just doing it and um, there is there is no quick fix There can be a quick fix if you go extreme measures. However, this is not sustainable. And uh, you have to be clear with yourself again to face in, face the mirror and, uh, and understand the truth that how much am I willing to sacrifice for the, for the shape or for, for the body or for the, for the feeling of the, what, what, I, what somebody considers fitness? What am I willing to sacrifice for this? So just an example, if you're not willing to sacrifice uh, your your weekly, I don't know, binge eating uh, dinners with your friends or Netflix, then probably you you can't still reach your goal. It's just going to take you a really long time. Mm. And um, what do you think is like the most important uh, part of a healthy diet? Of course, the basics. If you have allergies or if you have some foods what you really don't like, you should avoid these foods. Um, there are also basic uh, nutritions, nutritional, yeah, n- nutritions, what our body needs to, to function optimally. If you don't get this from food, then your body will be in trouble and you can't expect uh, optimal performance from your body or, your, or from your brain if you don't put those, those nutritions in. So variety of diet is definitely something what's uh, important. And, um, yeah, just, uh, consuming with consuming food with a bit of mindfulness of, okay, am I eating because I'm supposed to eat or am I eating because it's uh, a habit to eat? Am I eating because I want to eat or am I eating because I'm hungry? I'm feeling hunger uh, or am I eating because I know that I have a tough day ahead and uh, I need energy? Like really looking through the, the reasons why you are eating and what you are eating and then just having yeah, having a plan kind of like mm. not just taking whatever is there for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, because I also think this is like um 
kind of like goes goes very much in line with like a, a different myth that are out there because i think a lot of times what is um, conveyed is like that image of um okay the key is to just not eat calories or the key is to just uh, i don't know starve your your body and work out and then you are like the you know like the the healthy <laughs> like like person uh, maybe in that sense um what what do you think for you is like the the biggest myth in like the the fitness industry for me the biggest myth is that there is a number of days per week what you should exercise to achieve your goal mm. which is true like if you if you exercise once a week you're probably not going to get uh, too much stronger but What I also teach to to my clients and to my circles is that it's a lot more about the consistency rather than the number of times per week. It's a lot more about the 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 intensity of the workout and allowing yourself to recover and then repeating this on a regular basis. So it's a lot more sustainable to have an agreement with yourself, for example, that if I'm working out, I'm giving 100% of that what I can on that day and I will work out at least every three days, for example, and just sticking with that plan, being consistent and the results will, will come mm. rather than having a, a fixed mindset. Okay, I have to work out three times a week or four times a week or whatever number it is for anyone to achieve my goal. This is also a question what I get a lot from different circles of, of my clients, patients, also friends and, uh, and people who know me. They often ask me like, oh, you look so fit how many times per week do you train but i don't have an answer because i have yeah i have a system to work out consistent consistently consistently rather than uh, a fixed day mm. fixed days per week yeah. yeah that's very interesting i think um because in the end uh, like you mentioned it now a couple of times uh consistency um i think it's very interesting maybe not only in um in fitness life but also like in general life like an entrepreneurial life like uh, i don't know relationships or whatever that like the consistency is like uh, always like uh, coming back and i think it goes hand in hand with like developing habits what i don't know if we can generalize this question so we have to see if we can generalize it or if we have to make it on an example maybe from from you how do you um, develop a habit and um, maybe i don't know if it's generalizable and if not maybe we can um, pin it down to you like how did you develop a habit and what would you say um, is like something that maybe like also would work for others right um, developing a habit for me starts with a reflection of why am i doing this because if i don't have a really clear why and what do i want to achieve from that then i tend to drift away after some time and my body and my brain just likes to go back to the old old habit because that's already familiar and that's already easy to perform. So I write down, I yeah, just take the moment to really understand like why do I want to do that? What's my why? And then, yeah, I just start with one small change because it's easier to, to add a small change to an existing habit rather than developing a whole new habit from a, a new just scratch, let's say. So just give you an example. Imagine uh, I want to start journaling in the mornings. 
I already drink coffee in the morning. So if I add the journaling to drinking my coffee, it's a lot easier to develop that habit of journaling rather than just out of the blue, forcing myself to wake up 15 minutes earlier to journal. Most likely in my case, I'm not going to stick to it with, with too long. But if you have a habit already, what you're performing anyways, and adding that new habit or new desired be- uh, behavior to that old habit is going to help uh, to de- develop that. That's definitely one thing. And uh, yeah, again, consistency and uh, building habits. Like every day we have hundreds of opportunities per day to gain credibility with ourselves or lose it based on if we do the things what we want to do and promised ourselves to do or not. And uh, it's important that you find a way to trick and con- convince yourself to do those things. Because if you gain the, the reliability and the credibility with yourself, like, okay, I promised myself I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and you actually do it, it gets easier and easier every time. Do you think there's also like the, the opposite effect if you put yourself... Um if if you promise something to yourself and you you do not keep it that it's like even more frustrating than than maybe not even like promising it to yourself for sure yeah i think it's a very uh yeah a, a, there's there's a risk for this negative circle and then uh, self pity beating yourself up so that's why it's very important to reflect and know your why and to be consistent That means that even if you if you don't succeed with your plan, which is totally fine, um, you should be consistent about executing on your plan. So let's imagine you didn't do the way you wanted to do because the chances of us doing what we what we want to do are relatively small, and the chances of the world around us to do do or be the way we want are even smaller. So the chances that even if you do your best, that you still don't do the things when the things don't work out the way you want them are actually quite, quite big. So it's uh, important to keep in mind that, uh, that room for error and uh, just stick with your plan. So whenever you get off track, the only next step for you should be getting back on track and not dwelling about why did I do that or why can't I stick to my plan? Of course, self-reflection is a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity for self-reflection thinking, okay, is there something I can do differently? Is there something I can erase from my environment? Is there something I should uh, maybe do differently? But that's all, and that's where the end should be. And just be kind to yourself and move on with sticking to it, thinking how do I stick to that plan rather than focusing on why did I not. What was for you like the the biggest learning and maybe the learning that you wouldn't have expected uh, that you would have that you got out of like coaching other people and like um, working with 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 other people to develop their goals is there any like um, learning that you said like wow i would have never expected that this would come out of it or i would uh, learn this for myself for sure uh first thing what pops into my mind is that uh it's usually not what it looks like from the surface. Uh, I've, I've coached people for, with very different backgrounds, very different people where, who are in a very different moments in their lives. And uh, most of the time when I, I always try to go with an open heart and open mind, but still we do have this, you, you kind of draw a picture about somebody uh, in front of you after a couple of meetings. 
and usually it's not what you what you think on the first uh, first sight so people do have uh, many layers and and it's very imp- important not to be uh, yeah not to have ideas in your own head but really take the people who who they are and who they who they show up on that given moment mm. and that's definitely learning uh, number 1 uh, learning number 2 is that words have epic value uh, choosing my words and thinking what to say and what not to say sometimes uh, and when when to listen and when to put my foot down and um, and say that okay this time like listen to me now like I am your coach and I'm going to tell you this. So listen. So this is something what uh, I really learned uh, sometimes in a, in a hard way, um, thinking later on, okay, should, did I say that? Is that? Was that the right decision to say that? Um, because you're always, words what you didn't say, you can go back and still say them. But words what you already did say, these you can't, you can't take them back so easily. So as a coach, it's very important to be uh, wise about the words because one sentence can really change the whole mindset of somebody else. And I've seen that and I keep on seeing that. So that's, uh, yeah, also the a, a very rewarding part of my, my work. Mm. Uh, that if I sense the right moment and if I know the right thing to say, I can almost see an immediate shift and in energy and, and the way the person uh, sees the world and themselves. Super, super nice. I also want to talk um, with you about your your marathon um, experience um, because I found that uh, quite a, a fascinating uh, story um, that you had in, in Estonia. Maybe you can um, just uh, take it away and uh, say a little bit like how, how it uh, went down with your second marathon, right? Yes. So thanks for bringing that back to my memory also. And yeah. Uh, it was uh, yeah, kind of out of the blue. I had this challenge to myself. Okay, I, I want to run a marathon and uh, I signed up. Uh, it was on a small island in Estonia. So <laughs> the island is actually so small that we would have to run t- two rounds around the island uh, to complete the 42 kilometers. I went there with my mother and uh, slept there overnight, woke up. It was a super nice day. I wasn't very comfortable uh, about the idea and about my body because I had some past injuries with my knees and I hadn't run ran that such distance for quite some time. Uh, yeah, but again, I had faith in myself. I, I knew that I will do it as myself, but is my body able to handle this? I wasn't sure. And I wasn't also sure if that if, let's imagine I halfway through, I will get some pain in my knee and like what am I going to do then am I going to push through and end up with even worse injury or will I stay sane and stop like this was really my internal like challenge in thinking like uh how it's going to be but I hit it off and uh, it went very very well Um, of course the the competition there was uh, not so big and I ended up uh, finishing as a third from women which was a huge surprise for me. I was uh, on the second round and there was a section of where we had to run like back and forth and I could see the winner. I could see the winner who was a man of course and after him was was many men and then I started to count the women after that winner and I at a certain moment I lost my attention. I was like crap how many women did I see? And then I thought like, hmm, maybe did I only see two? And then I got this idea like, 
oh my god but that means i am the third one out of women but i wasn't sure so yeah almost like one quarter of the of the whole distance i was running with that thought of like oh my god i might actually be on the pedestal in the end uh, and i was which was uh, yeah it was such a yeah i had such a low expectations and uh, my body performed amazingly i had no pain i had no no wall feeling like a wall or anything so that was uh, yeah another example of um if you have uh if you if you have a belief inside you and if you want to do something then uh, you can you, sh- you shouldn't uh, have too much doubt uh, in going for it mm. and uh, how how was the interaction like with the other participants because uh, I, i think i still remember kind of like a story that it was also like a little bit um maybe being a little bit like the underdog or or maybe not being like regarded as like a, a serious uh, com- competitor? Absolutely, yeah. I also, the accommodation where I stayed overnight, there were other people who were uh, participating and uh, yeah, I literally had like no experience, no idea, like how should I go about it? I had a very old watch also, which I knew is gonna die halfway through. So I was thinking like, what should I do? Should I keep my watch for the first half? Or should I like take it after the first round because my mother could pass it on to me? So I asked advice from older marathon runners like, okay, what should I do? Just for everybody to know, you should pace yourself in the beginning. So marathon running is more about dividing your energy rather than anything else. Uh, because yeah, otherwise you'll, you're done after some time and then you don't finish or you fi- just, yeah, you crawl to the end, which is not the goal. Uh, so yeah. I kept my watch for the for the first round, paced myself, went slower than I wanted to run, and then I had energy for the second run and this round. And this one, this is how I was able to to finish it with uh, with a nice result. And after the end, after the finish, I had a conversation with the woman who was second, and she is a very experienced marathon runner. And uh, she told me that she knew that she's not going to win because that was already gone for her, but she knew that she will be comfortably the second. And she told me that suddenly she started to see that I am getting closer and closer, she, but she didn't expect. And then she she thought like, oh, holy crap, I have to up my game. Like I, I have to go faster, which was not a problem for her. But uh, yeah, she just took it really easy because she didn't see anybody coming from the back. She didn't anticipate just somebody out of the blue uh, yeah, showing up like this. Uh, so that was quite nice to to hear also. Yeah. Uh, amazing story i think and is that also something that you would say mm, that's a little bit like in your character maybe uh, that if you put your mind to to something for example you went there to say like okay with uh, little to no training i mean you were training but you were not training for a marathon you were also not i think running to to like big distances before the like i think 10 kilometers or something like this was the maximum is, is that something that you think that's a little bit in your like dna that you say like okay if i if i want to achieve it like i have enough trust in my body and in my mind to to also go for it 100 yeah and uh, i also dwell on it sometimes about my uh, myself if i just think about my life and my and reflect i'm wondering is this something what i was born with or is it something what i developed already in early childhood or was there something what my parents did or did not do to become somebody like this um, going back to the habits a little bit as well this like knowing even if the task looks impossible 
I know that I can figure it out and I know that I have what it takes to do it. Like, let's say, okay, if I want to become an astronaut, that's probably not going to happen after in this time of my life anymore, just by the limitations of, of me not wanting to sacrifice what it takes. But if it's a task, what I, if I know that I'm willing to sacrifice what it takes, I have this knowing that, okay, I can do this. I will do it. And I have this, yeah, I know that I will stick with my plan and I know that I will go with the activities, what will take me there. Uh, oftentimes it's more about that I don't know what to do. It's not about me not doing what I'm supposed to do. It's not that I don't know the most optimal way. I don't know how to get started. And that's also the reason why I, I myself like to have coaches sometimes uh, in different sections of life. And uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a quite inter interesting point um, because um, I think you, I think that was also maybe like one of the follow up questions. Like, do you find it more um, difficult to get started or, or to keep going? But I think uh, this can be probably answered with uh, getting started? For sure, yeah. For me, getting started is uh, definitely the harder part and not because I don't get started. It's because of finding out the plan, what's the most optimal, because I don't want to waste time and I don't. I want to be really efficient and really optimal and do, do the right thing. So it takes me sometimes ages for the research and ages for coming up the right plan, what feels right and what is realistic for for my lifestyle and so forth and once i have it i can get started and once i get started i can even stick to it a little bit too long i can see sometimes see that as a weakness of myself that uh, i can hold on to things for a little bit too long mm. which is yeah again patience and consistency is the key in many cases But there is also time to let go and change the plan. And that's uh, that, that's my journey to learn, uh, to make a difference. Okay, am I supposed to stick with it or am I supposed to pivot and uh, take a different road? Mm. Because, I mean, you, you work on many, many different projects um, currently also for yourself, also like as a like starting entrepreneur. What, what do you find like the, the most difficult uh, part of entrepreneurship so far? How to express myself through business. As uh, self-expression ex in general has been something uh, what I am only developing as an adult. Um, as a child, I wasn't really expressive. I, I am really introverted, rather, uh, yeah, a loner even. Um, I, I grew up in relative solitude and I still enjoy my my, my time a lot. Uh, so, yeah externalizing my thoughts, externalizing my persona. This is something what's uh, a challenge for me and finding the channel for it and finding the way or the method is uh, something what I am currently developing and learning also on, on more on creative sides, but also in practical sides. And uh, in or I feel like in order to, to, to offer value and actually be uh, yeah, a valuable business startup or, or have a business what uh, what actually can have impact in a, in a way what satisfies me because of course I can come up with strategies and just do it but then it wouldn't uh, satisfy me and that's not what I want to be put out so how do I express myself as me through business this is the biggest challenge for mm. me
super super interesting and is there also like um a certain like fear connected to it as well of like maybe like fear of putting yourself out there or is that not so much connected to like um like a fear but more like kind of um as you said like a limitation of your character for sure i think it's uh to do with the character part um fear i th i think if i if i look into my fears um the fear is rather with uh, attention as funny as it might sound i i don't like to have uh, loads of attention so let's say my dream would be that uh, i have a company making massive impact on people's life everybody knows the company everybody knows how to reach out everybody knows the value but nobody knows who's the ceo so i would like to be that secret force behind something really big you know mm. so yeah where is it coming from and why so the fear of being spotlighted or or yeah to to have too much attention that's probably to do with my my character um And then on the other side, there is this desire to express myself through business and to, there is the desire to express. And then there is this fear or resistance to, to be discovered or to be seen. So this also, I should go, think goes back to my intro that, uh, I have these polarities going on inside me, what makes, uh, my life very, very, very interesting and very fulfilling. It's, it's very fulfilling to be myself every day because the internal, mingling of these polarities is quite uh yeah it's quite uh satisfying mm. to be to be it's, it's really nice to be me it's <laughs> also nice to 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 know you and <laughs> <laughs> um, I, i find that such an interesting um point of view because um uh, a lot of times the it's exactly the opposite that uh, a lot of founders are very um uh, egomanic i think in terms of I want to be the person on the front. I want to give the press conference. I want to give the interview. I want to be the the maker. So I find that a very interesting uh, few, but uh, I, I think uh, a few that will bring you very far. Um, is there uh, still something that you, that you try to uh, prove to yourself? Every day. I am proving to myself every day that, uh, that I can change. So change is something what really drives me. Um, I am a very dynamic person internally and externally. I like to change environments and I like to take different roles. Uh, also, that's why it's very satisfying to have different projects going on, different jobs. I also have a corporate job. I, I work as a physiotherapist. I work as a coach, um, helping my friends with their projects. Uh, I really enjoy taking uh, different roles and going from one place to another and uh, putting a different different version of me out there. Uh, so yeah, proving myself that uh, that I can do that and I can continue to grow, to grow on a daily basis, even if it's a very small thing while being enough also, mm. not feeling like, okay, I, I need to prove something to, to be enough to have that balance again that okay i am already enough with everything what i have and this is who i am is enough to change to something or somebody even better version of myself mm. super interesting 
And uh, what does the future bring for you? Like, if you look, um, I mean, I don't like this question, like, uh, where are you in five years? But more like, what are you working on, like, in the next uh, period of time um, for yourself? Like, what, what do you want to achieve? Career-wise, I am definitely focusing on uh, in coaching of finding my niche because I can see that there are people who benefit from me and my style of coaching uh, 100% or even the, the exceeding my expectations and these the people who I'm coaching their expectations. And then, of course, there are people who, who, who benefit less. And the reasons are different, but I am right now on a sharp observation. Who are these people who benefit more than expected? And this is my way of finding my my niche to to go really narrow into into offering my services to to directly to these people. Uh, this is one for sure. Uh, physiotherapy wise, um, it's finding my speciality or finding out whether I want to continue studying physiotherapy on a different uh, level, going for a master degree or possibly also a PhD because I'm a nerd and I really like to study. And the human body and life itself is just the most fascinating thing for me. So going through the books and doing research to like uh, dissection labs, this is very, very exciting for me. So physiotherapy-wise, this is what I would like to discover because physiotherapy and this part of my career is also something what I feel I want to teach further. So besides being a coach, I also see myself as a teacher in the future, maybe in a university giving lectures, but that needs to be something very specific again. So that's that side of my dream. And uh, yeah, as a person, just to discover like who am I as a woman and uh, how can I, how can I apply my feminine energy into all of that knowledge and uh, wisdom, life experience? How do I bring this back to life? How do I support my friends? How do I uh, show up in my family dynamics? How do I build my relationships? Mm. So I have these three different sections uh, of growth uh, ahead. Um, yeah, this is what I am working on right now. Really nice. A lot of uh, things to do, a lot of things to achieve. Um, yeah, I, I think amazing um, to to get to know you like from, from this perspective and also like talk about the, the different sections of your life of uh, finding the courage to um, after seven, eight years to to, de- to say like, hey, I'm, I want to change something in my life. I'm, I'm doing great, but I want to like uh, uh, have an academic degree then uh, going finishing uh looking yourself into personal coaching developing a lot of coaching programs helping other people uh but also like still having kind of like this restless um maybe a little bit like restlessness in 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 yourself of uh, i want to achieve something um bigger so i want to be part of something having more impact than than you have now um i think those are really like three key points that that um defined you a little bit over the past couple of years and I think will bring you very, very far in in the future. Before we leave off, um, I always have the three final questions. <laughs> you, sure, sure. you you Try are you are rare, so you know them already. Um, the first one is, uh, what are you not very good at right now and you want to become better at? Okay, I'm not 
so good and not so comfortable at um, expressing my emotions. Like I said before, like my self-expression uh, in a creative way or in a practical way is is something what, to my standards, I consider I am not uh, on this level yet where I would like to be. Which title would you give this chapter of your life? Like it's a, it's a combo of maturation and preparation. So it's it's always preparation, but I feel like this is the last step between the old me or let's say that the but this is the, the the phase where I am right now is the is the last step between actually getting started with my bigger dreams like I had this this but these dreams what looked really big in the past I feel like I've achieved all of them now and I've, I've stepped into roles which I only dreamt of and now I've achieved all of that so now it's like this the step step between the old big dreams and the new big dreams. Nice. The old and the new big yeah, dreams. Yeah, the transformation <laughs> between the old and the new dreams. Yeah. Nice. And the last question, if you could send a SMS to every mobile phone in the world, what would you say? Okay. So to everyone? To every mobile phone. All right. So what I want to say or what I want you to know and carry with you is that if you want different results, you have to do something differently what what you haven't done so far so if you want something what you haven't had so far you have to have to do something what you haven't done so far and uh, be consistent uh, be kind and be humble nice that's a very nice message <laughs> cool uh marine thank you so much for being part of the stream podcast it was a real, real pleasure to get to know you and um yeah thank you so much And we stay tuned for what happens next for you. Yeah, my pleasure. Until next time.